It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you on a Monday night, a big Monday night for the Iowa women's basketball team. An 83-72 win at Ohio State, handing the Buckeyes their first loss of the season, giving Iowa, uh, I think, an 11th win in the last 12 games, five in a row for the Hawkeyes now in Big Ten play, and uh, and just a you know the signature win that you were hoping Iowa could get, the, the kind of Welcome to the you know final four conversations that you're hoping Iowa was uh, going to put itself in a position to have this season. Uh, you know had had the four losses earlier in the year, but now really really playing well, have found their stride, and this is just a monster win. And in the one matchup between the Hawkeyes and Buckeyes this season, uh, Ohio State doesn't make the return trip to Carver, and so this was uh, this was the one chance Iowa had to knock off Ohio State, and, and they went in and they did it with style, man, and. Just a uh, a huge win on, on so many different levels, and we'll cover some of that. I'm not sure we've ever done a, an instant reaction podcast for women's basketball. I know I haven't, uh, and you know, Caitlin Clark has changed a lot when it comes to the way Hawkeye fans uh, interact with women's basketball, and that's a fantastic thing. And um, and so you know, this this may not be the last one, uh, but this was a nationally televised game on a Monday night where. Uh, you know, the, you just you kind of had the stage to yourself here in the state of Iowa, and uh, and man, what a stage it was, and and what a, an announcement Iowa made to the to the country. You know, one of the the great things is over the last couple of seasons, Caitlin Clark has just become such a big star, not just in Iowa but in the country, and so you know, in in all circles of basketball. And so when she has a night like tonight, when the Iowa women have a night like tonight. Uh, it's you don't need to learn who Caitlin Clark is if you're a, even a casual basketball fan. Uh, you you already know that name already means something to you, and so then to see oh she put up a triple double on the road and a double digit win over the number two team in the country, uh, it just hits home a lot quicker and a lot harder. Uh, so this was a, a huge step for this program, a huge step for for Iowa. I saw ESPN had on the broadcast this was Iowa's first win over a top three team, a top two team rather since. 1999, maybe. Um, yeah, the 99-2000 season. So uh, these don't come along all that often. And again, they don't come along on the road in double-digit fashion where, you know, the last couple of minutes you, you felt pretty comfortable. It got a little hairy there in the third quarter. Uh, but I every time, uh, every run that Ohio State had, Iowa had an answer for it. Um, and a lot of times that, that answer came in the form of Caitlin Clark, who is um, – 
probably the best Hawkeye athlete of my lifetime. And, you know, it's, it's hard to compare across sports. I know what Spencer Lee is doing with the wrestling team right now. And, uh, you know, what we saw Luca Garza do and, you know, even Keegan Murray last year, uh, there's been a lot of great Hawkeyes. I'm not sure anybody's been as good as what Caitlin Clark has been and continues to be and projects to be for the rest of her career here. Uh, she had a triple double, her eighth or ninth triple double of her career. 28 points for Caitlin Clark, 15 assists, 10 rebounds. That's doing a little bit of everything. Did have seven turnovers. Uh, that's something that, that she has struggled with in the past. Um, she handles the ball so much. Uh, so you're not going to harp on seven turnovers in a game where you win by 11. Just three of 10 from three-point land. A couple of those were deep. Caitlin Logo Clark was certainly at it in the first half. And, and those are the really fun things because those videos, you know, start to go viral. And and then, you you know, if you look into it more, you see, oh, Iowa, the 10th-ranked team in the country, got a nice win tonight. Really, really cool. A lot of fun to watch. It was fun to sit down with the family and watch that on ESPN2. Great that it was nationally televised. Uh, and, and Caitlin Clark just did her thing. 9 of 10 from the line. That's where she's so money and, and was so important late in the game. And uh, and she wasn't alone. Kate Martin hit a couple of really big free throws late as well, and and had a really good game as well. She had a double double, thirteen points, eleven rebounds, four assists for Kate Martin, and a, a really good performance. Monica Sanano, twenty two points, four rebounds, and assists, and a steal. Eleven of thirteen from the field was Monica Sanano. She is just so money. They they they're so good at getting her the ball where she needs it. She doesn't even need to dribble. I mean, running the offense through her down in the post is uh, it's really incredible to watch. Off the bench, Hannah Stolke, 8 points, t- uh, 13 rebounds, so three Hawkeyes uh, with double-doubles at least tonight. Again, Caitlin Clark with the triple-double. Gabby Marshall, 5 points, 3 rebounds, a couple of assists. And Molly Davis added 3 points, uh, an assist, a steal, a couple of rebounds as well. Uh, just a, a really, really big team effort tonight for, for the Hawkeyes. Uh, a great, great win. And again, now 11 in a row, uh, not 11 in a row, 11 of 12, five in a row, had a six-game win streak before uh, the loss to uh, Illinois at Illinois uh, on New Year's Day. That's Iowa's only loss since, uh, really since almost the start of December. Lost the first day of December uh, to North Carolina State uh, in, in a game where, you know, you had lost to UConn. You had lost to Kansas State. You lost to NC State. It really was like, okay, I was a good team, but are they top 10 good? Are they Final Four caliber good? And what I was showing you over the last two months is, is yes, they are. At least they're playing that way uh, right now and, and are, are putting themselves in a position to make a run at that. Um, I'd say, you know, bracketology-wise, they're, they're probably on the two line right now, and uh, and we'll have a lot of opportunity to um, to stay there and, and, and make up – you know, good games as well. You got two games against Maryland, two against Indiana. Those are both top ten teams right now. Uh, you don't get at Ohio State again, uh, but that's probably okay. Uh, Iowa had a lead throughout the game. You know, didn't was down by one point at the, after the first quarter, but outscored Ohio State twenty to ten in the second quarter and, and took that halftime lead in uh, and felt good. You know, halfway through the third quarter, even felt really good. Sydney Uffolter made a layup uh, with about six minutes to go in the third quarter, putting Iowa up 56-44, to so a 12-point lead. And then Iowa didn't score again the rest of that quarter. 56-44, and that quarter ended at 56-54. And that's really where it was like, okay, uh, you knew Ohio State was going to have something in them. 
could Iowa weather the storm? And they were able to. Came out in the fourth quarter, and Molly Davis made a huge three-pointer right away, uh, and, and Iowa really never looked back. You know, it, it Ohio State made their runs and uh, had some nice plays, but not great from the, the three-point land uh, was Ohio State tonight. And, you know, they were just 14 of 20 from the line, four of 25 from three-point land for them, uh, and just shot 38% on the night. So uh, not a great shooting night for Ohio State, and Iowa was able to take advantage of that. We'll go through some of the Iowa shot nearly 50%, 31 of 65, uh, and just shot 8 of 27 from three. So it's not like Iowa was real hot again. Caitlin Clark, 3 of 10. From the free throw line, though, Iowa 13 of 14. That was huge. They really needed those down down the stretch. And Iowa out-rebounded Ohio State by 20, 51 to 31, including 13 offensive rebounds and 38 defensive rebounds. That was huge for the Hawkeyes. Um, just needed needed all of those, needed all of that. Uh, just a really, really well done job there. 24 assists for the Hawkeyes on 31 made baskets. That's an incredible rate. Just 12 assists for Ohio State in contrast. 11 steals for Ohio State and causing you know 17 total turnovers for the Hawkeyes to just 9 for the Buckeyes. So that's a lot of turnovers. But again, uh, they were able to, to make up for that. Uh, they were even in fouls uh, at 16 apiece. And so this is just a, a huge win for the Hawkeyes. Uh, again, to have it be on national TV and to have Caitlin Clark do what she did and, and already have the name that she has, just a lot, a lot of fun to watch. So now I uh, back home Saturday against Nebraska and then Thursday against Maryland. Maryland comes to town next Thursday. That game's on ESPN. That's a uh, that's going to be another huge showcase game. Uh, where will Iowa be ranked? Assuming they take care of business against Nebraska, they're probably a top five team. Um, Maryland is uh, ranked 10th right now. And so that's a huge, huge spot. Another nationally televised opportunity for the Hawkeyes. Uh, Maryland on a three-game winning streak after the loss to Indiana a couple of weeks ago. So Maryland plays Michigan this week and then Penn State on Monday before coming to Iowa next Thursday. So they've got a tough slate whereas Iowa not as much leading up to that game. So that's going to be another big game and another game where we can all kind of gather around the TV and, and be on Twitter and, and hopefully as a Hawkeye Nation uh, embrace this team and this season and, and keep doing fun things like this, having instant reaction podcasts for uh, you know the women's basketball team, which, again, I, I, I want to not sound patronizing or anything because – uh, what these women are doing are incredible. We've known this is a really good team for a long time. We've known that Caitlin Clark is probably the best player in the country for a long time. Uh, but it it hasn't fully been embraced all the time, and I think it's going to be now. And now's the time to get on board uh, as Iowa makes this run into February and then into March and, and hopefully uh, to do things that they haven't done as a program. And um, it's just a lot of fun right now. It's really, really cool. I uh, hope you watched it. If you, if you didn't, check out the replays. Uh, find as much about this game as you can because this was a really, really good win and just a huge win for the Iowa program, uh, for Caitlin Clark, for Lisa Bluter, and for the Iowa Hawkeyes. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to talk a little men's basketball here as well as I didn't do a podcast after the game uh, at Ohio State on Saturday, mostly because it was just a brutal game. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot to break down or to talk about. Iowa just did not look good. They they uh, defensively were terrible, uh, which you know you come to expect to some extent from Iowa, and that's fine. They can typically outscore people, or they've been able to. Um, but when you're not scoring at, at a high rate and when you're turning the ball over uh, at the rate that Iowa was against Ohio State, you just you're never going to you're, you're not going to be able to win games, certainly not on the road against a desperate team like Ohio State was on Saturday. Uh, but Iowa had 14 turnovers. I mean, that's so uncharacteristic of this team uh, and just was unable to do anything shot just 45 uh, percent from the game. More importantly, Ohio State shot almost 57%. Uh, and that's because, and you know, 50% from three. Iowa's defense just was not good. Was not good at all. Uh, and, and it was just, it was a rough game. Did not see Patrick McCaffrey. Uh, we didn't. So now, you know, you look to the Breslin Center on Thursday and does he get in there? Uh, Keegan Murray had 22 points and seven rebounds and, and looked okay. But um, it just you didn't get what you needed to get from from Iowa's offense or from Iowa's defense. The effort was just lackluster, and it really starts to make you wonder, you know, how much were they thrown off uh, by that cancellation of the game? I guess the postponement, the rescheduling of the game against Northwestern middle of the week last week. You you wish Iowa could have played that game. It was a home game. You're rolling, get another win before you go to Ohio State. But it is what it is. Now you go to the Breslin Center, which has been a house of horrors for the Hawkeyes. Although I think it was two years ago, Iowa went there and won by 30 and just kicked their ass. Um, so, you know, maybe we'll see an Iowa team like we saw at Rutgers, like we saw at home against Ohio, uh, Iowa State, kind of answer the call. Um, you know, there, there, there are some questions now. This is a brutal stretch for Iowa now coming up. You've got at Michigan State Thursday, home against Rutgers on Sunday. That's going to be a big game, a tough game. You have that now squeezed in Tuesday night game against Northwestern, uh, which again I think is fair and I think is fine. Um, I think you you were hurt more by missing the game last week than you are by adding that game next week. Then you got that sold out game Saturday the fourth against Illinois, and then you travel to Purdue now you know newly again number one Purdue on Thursday the ninth. And so of these next five games, you think that if Iowa can can win. Three of these, you feel great. If Iowa wins two of these, you feel okay, kind of depending on which two. Uh, if Iowa only beats Northwestern or only gets one, you know, goes one and four in this next stretch, you really start to, to look at the resume again, and we're kind of feeling like we were uh, at the turn of the calendar when Iowa had lost three in a row and, and was kind of on the outside looking in of the NCAA tournament. So what, are, what what can Iowa do with these next five games? How are they going to answer this bell? How are they going to answer this call? Is Patrick McCaffrey going to be back? When uh, is he going to be back? I don't know. It all starts Thursday night, and again, it's a, just a really, really hard place to play. Against the Michigan State team that has shown flashes of being great this season, uh, has, hasn't been able to put that together, uh, has lost three of their last four. Those are at Indiana, home against Purdue. Illinois, so those are all tough, tough games. They did beat Rutgers at home last Thursday night, uh, but they had won seven or eight in a row before that. 
uh, going into you know the start of Big Ten play. Had a few of those bye games, B-U-Y games against Brown and Oakland and Buffalo, but we saw Iowa lose one of those games, although that was a scheduling thing too. You, you think if that game doesn't get moved up to the middle of the afternoon, Iowa probably doesn't lose to Eastern Illinois. Uh, but those are the breaks, and that's what happens. Um, so Michigan State's kind of an enigma. You know they're going to be well coached against you know with Tom Izzo, um, but they're not an unbeatable team. But going on the road in the Big Ten is a really hard thing, as we saw on Saturday. And uh, going to the Breslin Center has just been it's just it's been uh, again a house of horrors uh, for the Hawkeyes um, over the last you know couple of decades. And so. Can Iowa answer the call? Who's going to step up alongside Chris Murray and Philip Robracha? Uh, is it Peyton Sanford? Is it Tony Perkins? Are we going to have a game where they all put it together and Iowa just looks really good at some point? Hopefully. That'd be nice to start seeing that as we move the calendar into February here uh, and, and we start to look at you know things like seeding and, uh, and Big Ten standings as we go into the Big Ten tournament, things like that. So just a, a huge stretch for Iowa here and um, – you know, if you can get out of this, again, next five games with three wins, say you, you go beat Michigan State uh, on Thursday night, you come home, you beat Rutgers and Northwestern, then you can afford to lose at home to Illinois, and you can afford to go to Purdue and probably get your doors kicked in, as, as it tends to happen to Iowa against Purdue, certainly on the road. Um, and you feel okay about things, right? So which three, I don't don't really care. Go get two or three wins here. Uh, look good doing it, and uh, and I think we'll all feel pretty good. Um, I'm going to kind of wrap it up here. I, I saw Cade McNamara is uh, on the field practicing with the Hawkeyes. That was really good to see. I saw Terry Roberts landed at uh, University of Miami. Good for him. There's a Miami offensive lineman in the transfer portal that – uh, has a connection to George Barnett. So, is, you know, is that another guy that I was going to be looking to pull? Um, and then when, if ever, are the changes coming to the Iowa offensive coaching staff? The longer it takes, the less it seems certain that something is going to happen. I'm still hoping something will happen. Bill O'Brien uh, going to the Patriots and taking Brian Ferentz with him, maybe. Uh, whatever that looks like. You can't double down. You can't stand pat. I think you all know that. And I'm mostly just saying this so I don't get tweets about why didn't you talk about this or, <laughs> you know, it seems like you can't do anything about Iowa athletics right now without mentioning that O'Brien oh, Ferentz is still the offensive coordinator, or at least publicly that's the case. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll have this game and all games covered at HawkeyeNation.com. I just I really wanted to get on here and spend a few minutes talking about the Hawkeye women and, and that huge win and, I just thought that was important on, on a huge win and, and a team that uh, if you're not paying a lot of attention to, you need to start now because um, there could be some really special things coming over the next couple of months for the Iowa women's basketball team. Thank you so much for listening, and go Hawks! Go Hawks!